we're back just like that. Uh, we are on Deuteronomy chapter two. In Deuteronomy chapter one, Moses just recapped everything that happened in Exodus all the way to Numbers and yeah, how they ended up at the edge of the promised land. And it's pretty good. So now, yeah, we're going to do Deuteronomy two. But before we do that, I'm going to say a quick prayer. Oh, yes, I meant to do that in the last episode. We'll just do this since today is the 18th of the month. Something I like to do is read. I usually read the Psalm, Psalm 18 and uh, Proverbs 18 for for that day. So Psalm 18 is pretty long. You know what? We're going to read Proverbs 18. I think it's a little bit shorter. Let's see here. I, wanna, I think I'm going to read the whole thing. One second. One second. It's funny on camera right now. If you could see, I'm like, oh, lounge back. All right. Proverbs 18 is pretty long, but we're going to read up until verse 10. So it says, one who isolates himself pursues selfish desires. He rebels against all sound wisdom. A fool does not delight in understanding, but only wants to show off his opinions. When a wicked person comes, when a, when a wicked person comes, contempt also comes. And along with dishonor, derision. The words of a person's mouth are deep waters, a flowing river, a fountain of wisdom. It is not good to show partiality to the guilty, denying an innocent person justice. A fool's lips lead to strife, and his mouth provokes a beating. A fool's mouth is his devastation, and his lips are a trap for his life. A gossip's words are like choice food that goes down to one's innermost being. The one who is lazy in his work is a brother to a vandal. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are protected. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you. Thank you for this word. Thank you, Lord, that your name is a strong tower. And we can run to it, God, and and, and receive your protection, Lord. I pray as we go through uh, Deuteronomy, as we read Deuteronomy 2, that it would speak to us, that it would, you would highlight something that would just make us think differently about our entire life, our entire world, God. Just Even just one little thing, Lord, one nugget of truth, Lord, that we can take away from it. Or we'll take a hundred nuggets, a hundred piece nugget, um, whatever you want to speak to us through this word. But I just pray that it would just be fresh to us. It would not be dull. It would bring us joy and peace to our minds. And we just see your word once again as a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. It is uh, like bread, our daily manna that we need every day. Uh, better than a steak dinner, God. This is way better than any meal that we could eat at the nicest restaurant, God. And we would continue to go to your word like that. And it would not just be something that we just read, but something that we actually apply to our day-to-day life, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. All right. Here we go. Deuteronomy 2. Journey past Ser. Once again, uh, Moses, I believe, is recapping um, what happened in Numbers, the book of Numbers. 
All right. Then we turned back and headed for the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord had told me. And we traveled around the hill country of Sarah for many days. I'm going to pause real quick. That phrase that he says, as the Lord had told me, I'm so <sighs> jealous is not a good word, but I, I, I yeah, I, that's the only word I can think of. I'm jealous of the fact that it was like Moses heard directly from God and he gave him direct orders on what to do next. And there's a lot of times where like, I don't, I don't think I've ever actually heard the audible voice of the Lord. I've had this conversation before in previous episodes. I've had these gut intuitions that I feel like the Holy Spirit's are these little words that are my conscience, but it feels like there's the Holy Spirit speaking through my conscience. Like, and I'm trying to filter out my own conscience as I'm listening or I'll like pray through a scripture. Or I'll just ask the Lord to speak to me about something and I'll just write down whatever I feel like I hear him saying. But a lot of times it doesn't feel very clear or the way he speaks to me is a lot of times he'll show me something 30 minutes to like an hour, a few hours or sometimes yeah a day before it actually happens. Like somebody would be talking about something. That's why, like, I don't know, for me, a lot of times I feel like the Holy Spirit speaks best through other people. And, but you have to be in tune. Um, I was just sharing that with because our youth group is talking about the Holy Spirit lately. And I was sharing that at the end as we were leaving today to a few people about how um, it's almost like a friend. Um, and say you and your friend came over to play and. And. um you were just so busy wrapped up doing what you wanted to do while your friend was over there and he's waiting for you to like include him into the game or whatever you're doing he said hey friend come on over and actually play with me like or you say hey what are you doing i like to join in and just like that's what it's kind of like with the holy spirit like he's waiting for you to like actually invite him into your day-to-day and then once you do that you'll see him do some miraculous amazing things and you're like wow you know it was nothing but God that did it. At least that's how it happens in my own life. When I'm doing, like, even just have the mindset, even to start my day with just saying, Lord, I, I'm I'm just including you in my day, starting your day with worship, like, and li- li- reading over the scriptures, praying, and actually worshiping the Lord, and then, like, just praying it throughout your day. Say, Lord, I feel this nudge in my spirit to go talk to that person. I have no clue what I'm going to say. I'm actually scared out of my mind right now. But your Bible word says I have the mind of Christ. I'm involved with Christ, that I don't have a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, power and a sound mind. So, yes, when I go to talk to this person, um, I know I trust that you'll give me the words to say. And pretty much yeah, every time he's always just amazed me. It's the way he's shown up. Um. I don't know how I got on that tangent, but I was basically talking about this. I thought it was cool that Moses clearly would hear from the Lord on things. And I'm struggling to do that right now because there's times where I'm just like, well, I think it's the Lord telling me to do this, but I don't know. And I usually don't get that confirmation until after I actually disobey. So sometimes I actually think that's why he doesn't tell us everything, because uh, we would mess it up or two. We would have too many questions and just think about it, overthink it too much. Like he gives just enough information <laughs> to just be like, kind of like when your parents would be like, hey, go do this. 
and don't add, don't ask why. Just do it. The, the parent has a reason for it, but they don't want to get in a whole discussion about why they're telling you to do that. So, but you have to be sensitive to the spirit, this promptings to even do that. Anyway, all right. I went on a whole tangent about hearing from the Lord. All right. You've been traveling around. And the more you do it, the stronger you get, as far as I understand. So it's like a muscle you exercise, like hearing from the Lord and knowing his voice. You've been traveling around this hill country long enough. All right. All right. Then it says, the Lord then said to me, you've been traveling around this hill country long enough. Turn north. Command the people, you are about to travel through the territory of your brothers, the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir. They will be afraid of you, so be careful. Don't provoke them, for I will give you any of their I will not give you any of their land, not even a foot of it, because I have given Esau the hill country of Seir as his possession. Once again, just a recap, y'all know the story. You might know the story about Jacob and Esau. And yeah, Jacob is the Israelites and Esau are the Edomites or the Reds, as I like to call them. Um, and yeah, that's who our the Islamic faith comes from. Um, yeah, anybody who claims to be, yeah, they even call themselves Ishmaelites. So, all right, verse six, you may purchase food from them. Y'all go fact check, check this stuff on, my, on your own because... I, yeah, as far as I know, I'm correct, but I could be wrong about a few of those details. But anyway, verse six, you may purchase food from them so that you may eat and buy water from them to drink. For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He has watched over your journey through this immense wilderness. The Lord your God has been with you this past 40 years and you have lacked nothing. If you don't have verse seven highlighted in your Bible, I highly encourage you to do that. Just speak that over yourself. Be like, yeah, for the Lord has blessed me in all the work of my hands, even if it doesn't feel like it. He has. He has watched over your journey through this immense wilderness. If you feel like you're in a wilderness or you've been in a time wilderness, and you've come out of it. Just remind yourself. Yeah. Read this over yourself. He has watched over your journey through this immense wilderness. And the Lord, your God, has been with you this past your entire life. However many years you've been on this earth, he's been with you even before you accepted him as your Lord and Savior. And you have lacked nothing. You may have lacked a lot of your wants, but you have lacked none of your needs. Um, God always provides. All right. Journey past Moab. Verse eight. So we bypassed your, our brothers, the descendants of Esau or the Edomites, who are the Reds, <laughs> who live in Seir. We turned away from the Araba road, Araba. Yeah, I think it's Araba. The Araba road and from Elath and Ezion Geber. We traveled along the road to the wilderness of Moab. The Lord said to me, show no hostility toward Moab and do not provoke them to battle. For I will not give you any of their land as a possession since I have given R as a possession to the descendants of Lot. The Emim, a great and numerous people as tall as the Anakim, had previously lived there. They were also regarded as Rephaim, like the Anakim though the Moabites called them Emim. The Horites had, pre it's a horrible name. The Horites had previously lived in Seir and the descendants of Esau drove them out. I just think of horrible as a, or horror when I think of that name, the Horites. 
Uh, anyway, but the descendants of Esau drove them out, destroying them completely and settling in their place, just as Israel did in the land of its possession. The Lord gave them. The Lord said, now we get up and cross the Zared, the Zared Valley. So we crossed the, the Zared Valley. The time we spent traveling from Kadesh Barnea until we crossed the, the Zared Valley was 38 years until the entire generation of fighting men had perished from the camp as the Lord had sworn to them. Indeed, the Lord's hand was against them to eliminate them from the camp until they had all perished. Journey past Amon. Amen. Verse 16, when all the fighting men had died among the people, the Lord spoke to me. Today, you are going to cross the border. Once again, I'm jealous of this. The Lord just spoke to him. I, yeah, I don't know what I would do if the Lord actually spoke directly to me like right now. But <laughs> I don't know. It would be cool. I mean, he has, but it's like I've always questioned, like, was that the Lord speaking? I don't know. Or that just my intuition it's usually the Holy Spirit, but it's not like this clear, like, yeah, as if I was talking to my dad right now in the other room, like, and dad was like, hey, Aaron, um, I, I saw your car. It was kind of dirty. I think you should go take it up and wash it tomorrow. Not think it. You should go wash your car tomorrow. Or like, hey, can you go to the store for me and pick up a rotisserie chicken? Like, very clear, direct, that kind of thing. I and I'm a, I'm always always hesitant to do that to be like yeah those people that say God told me to do this is like well, you got to be careful before you start saying God told you to do stuff because it was it really God or was it your own flesh that's a, I'm very careful before I say God told me to do anything uh, my at the most I'll say I feel like the Holy Spirit is prompting me to do this or nudging me to do this or encourage me to do that or just give me the courage to do such and such so all right inspiration the guts yeah all right something in my gut that gut feeling when people say something told me a lot of times yeah probably was the holy spirit all right working through your intuition that he's given all of us when you get verse 19 when you get close to the ammonites don't show any hostility to them or provoke them for i will not give you any other Ammonites land as a possession. I have given it as a possession to the descendants of Lot. This too used to be regarded as the land of Rephaim. The Rephaim lived there previously, though the Ammonites called them, this is a wild name here, Zamzamim, a great and numerous people, tall as the Anakim. The Lord destroyed the Rephaim at the advance of the Ammonites so that, so that they drove them out and settled in their place. This was just as he had done for the descendants of Esau who lived in Seir when he destroyed the Horites before them. They drove them out and have lived in their place until now. The Kaphtarim who came from Kaphtor destroyed the the Avites who lived in villages as far as Gaza and settled in their place. All right, defeat of Sahan the Amorite. The Lord also said, get up, move out and cross the Arnon Valley. See, I have handed the Amorites, king of Sahan of Heshbon and his land over to you. Begin to take possession of it. Engage him in battle. Today, I will begin to put the fear and dread of you on the peoples everywhere under heaven. They will hear the report about you. Tremble and be in anguish because of you. I actually wrote a note in my Bible that says, get up, move out, cross. Those are the three things he told them to do. 
get up, move out, cross. And I put a little note that says, Lord, do this for your church in 2021. Get us up, move us out, and give us the courage to cross into the territories that you've called us to. To take back the spiritual and earthly physical lands and places that we have allowed the enemy to come in and steal from us. Pray that we would just have the courage to take it back through the weapons of our warfare that are spiritual, not carnal. All right, verse 26. So I sent messengers with an offer of peace to King Sahan of Heshbon from the wilderness of Kedamoth, saying, let us travel through your land. We will keep strictly to the highway. We will not turn to the right or the left. You can sell us food in exchange for silver so we can we may eat and give us water for silver so we may drink. Only let us travel through on foot, just as the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir, did for us, and the Moabites, who live in Ar, until we cross the Jordan into the land the Lord our God has given us. But King Sahan of Heshbon would not let us travel through his land, for the Lord your God had made his spirit stubborn and his heart obstinate in order to hand him over to you, as has now taken place. Verse 31, Then the Lord said to me, See, I have begun to give Sahan and his land to you. Begin to take possession of it. So Sahan and his whole army came out against us for battle at Jahaz. The Lord our God handed him over to us, and we defeated him, his sons, and his whole army. I need to underline that. The Lord our God handed him over to us. At completely... At at the time, at that time, we captured all his cities and completely destroyed the people of every city, including the women and children. We left no survivors. We took only the livestock and the spoil from the cities we captured as plunder for ourselves. There was no city that was inaccessible to us from Aurora on the rim of the Arnon Valley, along with the city in the valley, even as far as Gilead. The Lord our God gave everything to us, but you did not go near the Ammonites' land all along the bank of the Jabbok River, the cities of the hill country, or any place that the Lord our God had forbidden. All right, let's read these Tony Evans notes and then get ready for bed. Sorry, I'm rubbing up against my printer. I hear that noise. Close that. There we go. All right, what she got to say, Tony? All right, Moses recalls how they had encountered three groups of relatives whom the Lord told them not to pick a fight with, the Edomites, the Moabites, and the Ammonites. The former group descended from their forefather, Jacob's twin brother Esau. <laughs> Excuse me. The latter two were related to the patriarch Abraham since they were descended from his nephew Lot. Hmm. And you know what happened a lot, or what he how he got down. Uh, yeah, that would have been probably the descendants that came from because he slept with his daughters while he was drunk. How they got him? Yeah, I mean, that's a crazy story. All right, Moses wanted to instill in the new generation the confidence that just as God had been faithful to their parents, He would be faithful to them. Underline that. Just as God had been faithful to their parents, he would be faithful to them. That could be a prayer that you make to say that over and over again. Just as you've been faithful to my parents, you will be faithful to us plus more. 
All right. The mention that previ- the mention that previously a very tall and impressive looking people group lived in Moab, but had been driven out was no doubt intended to encourage Israel that the tall inhabitants of Canaan were certainly not undefeatable either. These fighting men didn't perish simply as a result of growing old. This is a solemn reminder that no matter how healthy, wealthy or powerful you are, you will not succeed if you reject the Lord's will. His hand will be against you. Conversely, if you submit to his kingdom agenda, he will help you in your circumstances. If you submit to his kingdom agenda, he will help you in your circumstances. It goes back to the whole seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things that you worry about. It will be added to you or he'll take care of it. But you have to be submitted to his kingdom agenda to fully experience the blessings of the Lord. Like whatever the specific destiny, purpose, plan that he's laid out before you, before you're on this earth. And it's the Holy Spirit that leads us and helps us to do that. All right. The land of the Ammonites had been previously inhabited by a numerous and tall people who had been driven out. This served as a message of encouragement to Israel that they could similarly displace the seeming giants that dwell in the land of Canaan. Moses had made an offer of peace to King Sahan, but the Lord knew in advance that the Amorite king would reject peace with Israel. God had made his heart obstinate in order to hand him over to them. God similarly hardened Pharaoh's heart back in Egypt so that he could display his own great power and glory. The hardness of Pharaoh's heart, though, began with Pharaoh. He repeatedly defied God stubbornly, setting himself against him. Finally, God gave Pharaoh what he wanted and hardened his heart even further. Like Pharaoh, Sahan had been obstinate to begin with. A day arrived when God used his obstinacy to bring righteous judgment upon him. Any other notes? Oh, okay, I got a few more notes here on the other page. Though God makes promises to his children, we must obey him to secure them. God feeds the birds of the sky, see Matthew 6, 26, but they don't sit in their nest waiting for a special delivery of worms. They go out and obtain the food that God has provided. The Amorites were destroyed and Israel took all of their possessions. There was no city that was inaccessible. Compare this victory to what is recorded in 128, where the, the, where the faithless scouts complained that the Canaanite cities were fortified to the heavens. He's talking about in chapter 128 of Deuteronomy, where he recaps the 12 spies. Well, 10 of the spies were faithless. Joshua and Caleb weren't. Were faith. They had faith. Uh, yeah, it says, where the faithless scouts complained that the Canaanite cities were fortified to the heavens, Moses wanted the, the new generation, which was about to face Canaan's fortified cities, to know that nothing could stand in their way if they gave themselves fully to obeying the Lord. That's some, definitely a message for us to remember. Putting some stars and some lines under there. All right, that's it. That's it. We're done. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Deuteronomy chapter two. Thank you, Lord. Help us to 
just remember all the times you have been there for us, God, and you have never let us down. You've never failed us, God. Even when we thought you failed us, it wasn't true. I just pray, God, even in the worst of circumstances, Lord, and I I can't even fully empathize with some people's stories and the things they've been through, but God, you were there for even those horrible, tragic situations, God, the most painful thing that could happen to someone. You were there for that. So I just pray, Lord, um, that we will remember all the times, Lord, you have rescued us, all the times that you have been faithful to us, all the times you have even just allowing us to wake up this morning and breathe and be able to talk and to be able to walk and use our limbs, Lord, and even not experience any type of pain, Lord, to be pain free. Some people deal with pain every single day. So anyway, Lord, thank you. We want to thank you. Help us to count on every single blessing in the smallest of blessings and to um, be filled with joy and uh, rejoice in you, Lord. Uh, I thank you, Lord, um, for those that have not accepted you into their heart. I pray that this would be the day of salvation, that they would just, as your word says, anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. So I just pray, Lord, that they would cry out to you, they'll call out to you and ask you simply into their heart like a child, and they will receive you as, as their Savior. And from this day forward, that they will be a new person, a new born-again Christian or Christ-like, that you they would just start that process of sanctification that was already beginning before they even knew it, that your Holy Spirit would make them more and more like you, God. The things that they say, the things that they do, the places they go, even their, their desires, Lord, will be different, God, from this day forward. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. All right, y'all, Till next time. I got Deuteronomy 3 next, and I'll try to be more consistent again, doing two episodes a day. Once again, just as I said before in the last episode, I am taking a break from Instagram Live. I don't know if I'll ever be back on there until I get like a team of people that can just manage that page for me, and I just give them a password or something like that. Um, Just for personal reasons, I just don't feel comfortable being on there um, at this time as a single man. So, um, is there anything else? Just better. Yeah, also just in general, better for my mental health. The less social media I'm on, the better. And uh, anything else? No. Y'all have a great day or night, whatever time of day it is you're listening to this. Love you. God bless you. And um, just keep, 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 keep pressing into the Lord. Keep seeking his face keep just be like oh i'll just read this one more thing i was um, listening to the story on my bible app of uh was it uh ruth and naomi yeah and ruth <clears throat> slept at the feet of boaz all night god told him to do that i told her to do that and uh anyway there's way more to the story and more i could pull out of it but just that simple part where Ruth was just laying at Boaz's feet. And it just reminds me of the woman who washed Jesus's feet and was sitting at her feet, his feet. And uh, yeah, Martha versus Mary versus Martha and Martha, Martha, Martha was all worried and so busy doing the things that she had to do. And but Mary and she was jealous because Mary wasn't doing any work. She was just sitting at Jesus's feet. And um, anyway, there's something about that just. When we spend time in God's word, when we spend time to just 
get on our knees or just lay down and um try not to fall asleep but yeah just being his yeah if you need if you're tired go ahead and rest sleep but have the word playing and just or some worship music playing and just just spend time say lord i'm even before you start to say lord i give this time to you in your presence and just be in his presence i mean you're in his presence at all time but it's something different about like taking time as my friend bbr says having her jesus time it's like her and jesus going for prayer walks where maybe you and a friend or just you and god just go out and walk in in the in out in nature and just or in your neighborhood and just pray and just spend time with the lord and just be intimate with him just like an, an intimate couple would and a couple that's been married for 80 years it, or, uh, that means you got married when you're young i live to be 100 years old but anyway yeah just a couple has been together for a long time and they just go for walks and just spend that intimate time with one another god the holy spirit jesus they they desire to do that with you so just encouraging you to do that if you haven't done that in a while so I know some people, we have kids, some, uh, you know, and, you know, there's chaos at the house or there's, um, you know, you're married or you work a job, you know, a very stressful job that's like 100 hours a week. You got to think about it, the job when you're not working, just just carve, you make time. As married couples say, like, or I've heard this said before, you're like, people make time for what they want to make time for. So if it's important to you, if it's a priority, you'll make time for those things that you feel are important. So I encourage you to do that if you haven't. Try to even do it every day, even if it's for five to ten minutes. So make him the best part of the beginning of your day and the best part of the end of your day. All right. Till next time. Have a great, 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 amazing day. God bless you. And take care. All right, bye.